This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Let's get back to You Better You Bet, presented by Bet MGM on the BetQL Network. You Better You Bet, presented by Bet MGM. PJ Glasser, Ryan Horvat with you on a Friday, filling in for Nick and Ken. We just had Kate Constable. Join us on the show. We're still on Stadium, so make sure you guys go to watchstadium.com. We'll be there until 6 o'clock Eastern time. We're also on Sirius Channel 160, Sirius XM 205, twitch.tv slash betql, YouTube backslash Odyssey Sports, and you can check us out for free on the Odyssey app. Ryan, it's been a while since we've done a show, since I've talked to you. We really haven't break down some of these recent head coaching hires, so I'm excited to get into that. Some of these coordinators that are getting hired as well let's start with the dan quinn news to washington and your thoughts on that obviously they were the last team to find a head coach there really weren't too many offensive options left for them once ben johnson and bobby slowick both said that they were going to stay with their team so it was pretty much a choice of the defensive coaches whether it was going to be anthony or aaron glenn or whether it was going to be Vrabel or dan quinn they end up going with dan quinn so your thoughts on this hire for washington I mean, if I'm a Commander fan and I'm looking to turn that thing around here quickly, I would rather have Mike Vrabel. Like, if I'm going with a defensive-minded head coach, obviously big Mike Vrabel fan here. Um, talked about this in Major League Baseball with Craig Council. Like, nobody's done more with less, and I'd say that with Mike Vrabel, too. Like, Tennessee a couple of years ago had the one seed, had home field advantage. Now, they ended up blowing it, but, I mean, that was with Ryan Tannehill as their starting quarterback. I mean, I, I, I don't really know what's going on with Vrabel, though, right? Um, with, with Dan Quinn, I like Dan Quinn as a defensive coordinator, although even like the second half of the season, man, Dallas, not great defensively. I mean, number one in pass rush win rate. They were able to get after the quarterback. They have Micah Parsons. But the run defense was horrendous, as we saw in that playoff loss to Green Bay when Aaron Jones went off for over 100 yards rushing on the ground. And the pass defense, I know they had some injuries. They lost they lost their best cover corner and Trayvon Diggs early on in the season. But, um, you know, he's obviously a great defensive mind. Uh, but if you're going to make that hire, I think you have to knock it out of the park with your offensive coordinator. Like when, when he was at his best as a head coach was in Atlanta with Kyle Shanahan, then Kyle left got the head coaching gig in San Francisco. And shortly after that, he was gone in Atlanta. So I like Dan, but it's just like with the commanders, man, you have the number two overall pick in the draft, which is most likely going to be Drake May or Jaden Daniels. I think Caleb Williams goes number one overall to Chicago, um, but you get your quarterback of the future. I thought the job was going to be more attractive though, right? Because like if, 
if I'm Ben Johnson, I would rather take my chances in the NFC than go to the AFC. You know, I, I know he wanted the Chargers job, right? Which Jim Harbaugh ultimately gets. I love that hire, by the way, because the Chargers are ready to win right now. And Ben Johnson's a great play caller, but we don't know if he's a good head coach yet. Right, he's inexperienced. He hasn't been a head coach yet. So if I'm Ben Johnson, I would have loved the commander's job. Take your chances in the NFC. You don't have to play Patrick Mahomes. You don't have to go against Joe Burrow. You don't have to go against Josh Allen. Instead, you're in the NFC. And you're in a division where it looked like Philadelphia was going to be dominant for the next couple of years. Now, we don't know. We don't even know if Nick Sirianni's the guy. Dallas is bringing back Mike McCarthy and uh, just choked away home field advantage. Uh, the Giants are probably going to be a mess. I don't think they have their quarterback. I don't think Daniel Jones is that guy. I do like the coaching staff, but even those guys could be out in a year or two if they don't get the thing right there. Um, so I would have taken the commander's job, but I don't know. Maybe the job's not as attractive as we thought because that's one of the worst offensive lines in the National Football League. The defense isn't very good. The pass defense is horrific. Um and you traded away your two best pass rushers and Sweat and Chase Young. And they made the right decision moving away from Chase Young. He's been irrelevant the last couple of weeks for San Francisco. But the hire, it just doesn't really do it for me. You know, I feel like it's kind of like what you had in Riverboat Ron, except for Dan Quinn wears a backwards hat. I think I feel, I feel like that's the only difference yeah. between the guys. Maybe he's just that bridge guy, right? Like maybe he's like Lovey Smith was in Houston. I just, I don't know that Dan Quinn's the guy to turn that thing around. They should be better defensively, but like, who's, who's going to be the, who's going to be the OC? Like when we start talking about Chip Kelly, I have some concerns. I have some concerns if I'm Drake May or Jaden Daniels too. So we'll see. I, I didn't love it though. What about you? No, I, I agree. I didn't love it either. I think you're right. This kind of feels like it's almost a placeholder for like a year, maybe two, until they really get their guy. Ryan, I think they really thought Ben Johnson was going to be their coach. I think it yeah. threw him off when, I mean, they're flying to Detroit to interview him, likely with the intentions of flying him back to Washington to name him as the next head coach. And while they're in the air, Ben Johnson tells him he's not interested obviously most of these teams are hiring coaches while the nfl playoffs are going on and washington waited because they were waiting for detroit to lose thinking they were going to get ben johnson it's kind of like when you're at a restaurant and you know you're craving something and like a type of food and then they tell you that they're out of it and then you got to make a panic pick to get something else like this is what that yeah. kind of feels like right like they wanted ben johnson the fan base wanted ben johnson that's what everybody was craving, and then that didn't work out. Then they kind of had to pivot to the next best thing. But even when you pivoted, like to get Dan Quinn over Mike Vrabel, just that surprises me. And who knows? Like maybe Vrabel doesn't interview well. I can tell you how good of a coach he is, man. And like, again, like you said, Craig Council winning with less. Like that's what Vrabel does. And if you're trying to rebuild the narrative around your culture and your franchise and how people view you, like bringing Mike Vrabel in, I thought really would have been a great hire. So very surprising that Washington would go this route with Dan Quinn. To your point, though, like it really all does come down to the offensive coordinator. Because at the end of the day, like Dan Quinn has made the Super Bowl as a head coach. I mean, he got there with Atlanta, but his OC was Kyle Shanahan, right? So he's proven that he can win games, but like most coaches, I mean, he needs good coordinators around him. And it just feels like this was such a missed opportunity for Washington because you have the number two pick. Either Caleb or Drake May is going to fall right into your lap. 
you had a chance, you got all this cap money, you got new ownership. Like it just felt like all the signs were there. And with this head coaching cycle, Ryan, that was going on and all of these proven guys on the market for Washington to really not get one of those guys just feels like a big swing and miss. So to me, they were all in on Ben Johnson. They thought there was nothing that was telling them that he wasn't going to be their head coach. I think it really threw him off. Who knows how much of that game against San Francisco and how it played out ended up playing a part, right? Because it's one thing to get blown out. It's another to have a 17-point lead at halftime and lose that game and, you know, miss those fourth down chances and feel like as an offense, you kind of let your team down in that second half and not being able to score. Like, I really think that did play a part because he did say he wants to win a Super Bowl and bring a Super Bowl to Detroit. And I think losing and losing the way that they did, knowing all the talent that they're bringing back, knowing that they have a clear need on their team, and that's to improve their pass defense. I think that's what played a part in all of this. So it sucks if you're a Commanders fan because yeah. they felt like Ben was their guy and it just they had to pivot to Dan Quinn. And really quick on Ben Johnson, everybody crushed Dan Campbell last week. But Ben Johnson is the play caller, right? He was the one that called. Because, like, with Dan, I mean, the Lions were who they were all season long. They're super aggressive. Right. And that's what we love about Detroit. They're going to go for it on fourth down. They're not going to kick field goals. But Ben Johnson's the one that called the run play on third down that forced them to use the timeout. And that was the decision from Ben from from Dan Campbell that I thought was like the only one that that was like literally the only thing he did that I crushed on social media. Yeah. I was like, oh, but it, but it was Ben Johnson that, that called that run play on third down, knowing that they would have to use that timeout there in the fourth quarter. That that would have been the first question I would have asked him. Asked him if I was, um, you know, uh, the general manager of the Washington Commanders or any of these teams. So, yeah, I mean, also if you're Ben Johnson, you're probably looking at like, hey man, if Philadelphia gets bounced in the wild card round again, I could go coach uh, Philly. If Dallas gets bounced in the divisional True. round again, I could go coach in Dallas because Sirianni could easily be out in Philly, and Mike McCarthy would probably. Uh, be done in Dallas and then you don't have to take over a full rebuild because that's still what Washington is going to be even if you get what you're going to Drake May Jaden Daniels one of these top quarterbacks in the draft still man they're playing behind a bad offensive line and everybody's not CJ Stroud and you still have a really bad defense and you're still in the same division as the Dallas Cowboys Philadelphia Eagles and even the New York Giants who two years ago were a playoff team that won double digit games so makes sense maybe that job's not as attractive as we all thought the, the the best hire, Mike McDonald, man. The youngest head coach now in the NFL. I agree. I mean, dude, I think that just that's a knock it out of the park hire right there. I'm 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 excited to see what he could do. But that that was who I would want. I, I mean, obviously Ben Johnson was the number one name. But Mike McDonald, I thought that was the most underrated name because we were talking about Bobby Slowick. And because he's a defensive minded head coach, nobody was talking about him. But look at what D'Amico Ryans did in Houston, man. That's a defensive-minded head coach. If you get the right OC to pair with Mike McDonald, he could turn that thing around right away. And uh, I think he's going to be a really good head coach. What are your thoughts? Obviously, you're closer to the situation being a Ravens fan. Oh, man. I, I mean, Ryan, I, it was to the point I've talked about. I was on uh, the show yesterday with Nick and Ken, and I was talking about this with Ken earlier in the week on You Better You Bet Too. Like, there are 
tons of Ravens fans that wanted them to move on from Harbaugh and make Mike McDonald the head coach just because of how highly they think of him as a coach, as a defensive mind, with the way that the defense played. And getting him in that division, look at what he did against the Shanahan coaching tree. Like, the Dolphins struggled with Mike McDaniel. The Texans and Bobby Slowick didn't score an offensive touchdown in two games against them. When Kyle Shanahan played him, he forced him into five interceptions. Now, Sean McVay and the Rams were one of the few teams this year to have some some success against Baltimore's defense. But that's the thing. He's going to be going against Shanahan and McVay a total of four times a year. And, mm-hmm. man, Seattle's got some good young corners. They got Woolen and Witherspoon. Like, they're going to be good, man. And to get a guy that young at 36 years old, when Ian Rappaport was reporting that Seattle, it looked like, was going to hire McDonald, there were people in that building that called him the defensive, like Sean McVay. I thought that was the perfect comp. That's exactly what he is. A young, brilliant, defensive genius on his side of the ball. And like you said, right, McVay, he just needed to hire a defensive coordinator to take care of that side of the ball, and that's when his teams are at his best, and that's all McDonald needs to do, to your point. Got to hire a great offensive coordinator. Gino, I think we both would agree, isn't the guy long-term. I thought what was really interesting is they were uh, there were some talks that they might be going after Ryan Grubb, who followed Kellen DeBoer from Washington to Bama, making him the OC, maybe bringing in Michael Penix, keeping him in the state of Washington. Like, that could be really fun if that ends up happening. But uh, I I agree with you. I thought the two home run hires were McDonald and Harbaugh. Harbaugh for obvious reasons. Guy wins everywhere he goes. You mentioned that Chargers roster is ready to win now. Pairing him with Herbert is going to be awesome. And, like, that Chargers roster, Ryan, has been so good, man. But they've had Anthony Lynn and Brandon Staley as their coaches. Like, they've just been stuck in neutral. They haven't had a guy that can take them to that next level. Now you finally have that guy in Harbaugh. So that's a win. And then I just think McDonald is such a win because the the upside is so high with him, man. I mean, to be as young as he is and to be so good as a defensive mind, I just think, man, they get the quarterback and they get the offensive coordinator – Seattle's going to be dangerous. They're, they're going to be dangerous. And all of a sudden, that NFC West division becomes, like, really fascinating with those teams. Well, especially because, like, San Francisco is probably going to lose some guys, man, like here in the next couple of years, right? That's probably coming to an end, at least with that yep. with that roster, with that core. And, um, you know, the Rams, really good the second half of the season offensively. Number two, only behind San Francisco. But – Is that sustainable next year? Is Matthew Stafford going to stay healthy another year? We'll wait and see behind that offensive line. Um, And with Seattle, I'm with you on Geno. I don't know if Geno's the guy, but I do like the weapons. Maybe they're just a quarterback away. And I love the pieces on the defensive side of the ball. You brought up Wolin, man, but I love Devin Witherspoon. Uh, I love that draft pick. And now we understand why they moved on from Pete Carroll and why they went young. And maybe McDonald's like a year too early, like we said with McVay, but I think he's going to get that thing turned around quickly. It wouldn't surprise me if they won the division next year. And then with Harbaugh, I mean, not the great hire, obviously. Um, Hopefully the Chargers could stay healthy. Justin Herbert could stay healthy because like last year, he was not healthy. Two years ago, he was not healthy. He got injured right away. Week two, hurt his rib. Um, And... I just, they got to get out. They got to figure out like they need, luckily for them, they have a top five pick and they could get one of these wide receivers. Maybe they get a Marvin Harrison because I just can't trust Mike Williams and Keenan Allen to stay healthy. And Keenan Allen probably has to take a pay cut 
Why would he? I mean, he stayed healthy the majority of last season. Mike Williams did not. Keenan Allen had a really good season statistically. So I don't know if he's going to want to take a pay cut. You're saying goodbye to Austin Eckler. Quentin Johnston looked like a complete bust out of TCU. And then defensively, they're getting a little bit older, and they got guys like Bosa who struggle to stay healthy. But I think Harbaugh is going to get that thing turned around. You know they're going to be better in the trenches. That's what he does everywhere he goes. No question. We'll talk some more about this. Want to pick your brain some more about the Chargers, about some of these other head coaching hirings here. You Better You Bet presented by BetMGM. We wrap up our number two next. P.J. Glasser, Ryan Horvath. Let's get back to You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. PJ Glasser, Ryan Horvat with you on a Friday, filling in for Nick and Ken. We just had Kate Constable join us on the show. We're still on Stadium, so make sure you guys go to watchstadium.com. We'll be there until 6 o'clock Eastern time. We're also on Sirius Channel 160, Sirius XM 205 twitch.tv slash betql youtube backslash odyssey sports and you can check us out for free on the odyssey app ryan it's been a while since we've done a show since i've talked to you we really haven't break down some of these recent head coaching hires so i'm excited to get into that some of these coordinators that are getting hired as well let's start with the dan quinn news to washington and your thoughts on that obviously they were the last team to find a head coach there really weren't too many offensive options left for them once Ben Johnson and Bobby Slowick both said that they were going to stay with their team. So it was pretty much a choice of the defensive coaches, whether it was going to be Anthony or uh, Aaron Glenn or whether it was going to be Vrabel or Dan Quinn. They end up going with Dan Quinn. So your thoughts on this hire for Washington? I mean, if I'm a commander fan and I'm looking to turn that thing around here quickly, I would rather have Mike Vrabel, like if I'm going with a defensive-minded head coach, obviously big Mike Vrabel fan here. Um, talked about this in Major League Baseball with Craig Council. Like nobody's done more with less, and I'd say that with Mike Vrabel too. Like Tennessee a couple of years ago had the one seed, had home field advantage. Now they ended up blowing it, but I mean that was with Ryan Tannehill as their starting quarterback. I mean, I I I don't really know what's going on with Vrabel though, right? Um, with with Dan Quinn, I like Dan Quinn as a defensive coordinator, although even like the second half of the season, man, Dallas, not great defensively. I mean, number one in pass rush win rate. They were able to get after the quarterback. They have Micah Parsons. But the run defense was horrendous, as we saw in that playoff loss to Green Bay when Aaron Jones went off for over 100 yards rushing on the ground. And the pass defense, I know they had some injuries. They lost, they lost their best cover corner and Trayvon Diggs early on in the season. But... um you know, he's obviously a great defensive mind, uh, but if you're going to make that higher, I think you have to knock it out of the park with your offensive coordinator. Like when, when he was at his best as a head coach was in Atlanta with Kyle Shanahan, then Kyle left, got the head coaching gig in San Francisco, and shortly after that, he was gone in Atlanta. So I like Dan, but it's just like with the commanders, man. You have the number two overall pick in the draft, which is most likely going to be Drake May or Jaden Daniels. I think Caleb Williams goes number one overall to Chicago, um, but you get your quarterback of the future. I thought the job was going to be more attractive, though, right? Because like, if, if I'm Ben Johnson, I would rather take my chances in the NFC than go to the AFC 
You know, I, I know he wanted the Chargers job, right? Which Jim Harbaugh ultimately gets. I love that hire, by the way, because the Chargers are ready to win right now. And Ben Johnson's a great play caller, but we don't know if he's a good head coach yet, right? He's inexperienced. He hasn't been a head coach yet. So if I'm Ben Johnson, I would have loved the commander's job. Take your chances in the NFC. You don't have to play Patrick Mahomes. You don't have to go against Joe Burrow. You don't have to go against Josh Allen. Instead, you're in the NFC. And you're in a division where... It looked like Philadelphia was going to be dominant for the next couple of years. Now, we don't know. We don't even know if Nick Sirianni is the guy. Dallas is bringing back Mike McCarthy and uh, just choked away home field advantage. Uh, the Giants are probably going to be a mess. I don't think they have their quarterback. I don't think Daniel Jones is that guy. I do like the coaching staff, but even those guys could be out in a year or two if they don't get the thing right there. Um, so I would have taken the commander's job, but I don't know. Maybe the job's not as attractive as we thought because that's one of the worst offensive lines in the National Football League. The defense isn't very good. The pass defense is horrific. Um, and you traded away your two best pass rushers and Sweat and Chase Young. And they made the right decision moving away from Chase Young. He's been irrelevant the last couple of weeks for San Francisco. But the higher, it just doesn't really do it for me. You know, I feel like it's kind of like what you had in Riverboat Ron, except for Dan Quinn wears a backwards hat. I think I feel I feel like that's the only difference yeah. between the guys. Maybe he's just that bridge guy, right? Like maybe he's like Lovey Smith was in Houston. I, right. I just I don't know that Dan Quinn's the guy to turn that thing around. They should be better defensively, but like who's who's gonna be the who's gonna be the OC? Like when we start talking about Chip Kelly, I have some concerns. I have some concerns if I'm Drake May or Jaden Daniels too. So we'll see. I, I didn't love it though. What about you? No, I, I agree. I didn't love it either. I think you're right. This kind of feels like it's almost a placeholder for like a year, maybe two, until they really get their guy. Ryan, I think they really thought Ben Johnson was going to be their coach. I think it yeah. threw him off when, I mean, they're flying to Detroit to interview him, likely with the intentions of flying him back to Washington to name him as the next head coach. And while they're in the air, Ben Johnson tells him he's not interested obviously most of these teams are hiring coaches while the nfl playoffs are going on and washington waited because they were waiting for detroit to lose thinking they were going to get ben johnson it's kind of like when you're at a restaurant and you know you're craving something and like a type of food and then they tell you that they're out of it and then you got to make a panic pick to get something else like this is what that yeah. kind of feels like right like they wanted ben johnson the fan base wanted ben johnson that's what everybody was craving, and then that didn't work out. Then they kind of had to pivot to the next best thing. But even when you pivoted, like to get Dan Quinn over Mike Vrabel, just that surprises me. And who knows? Like maybe Vrabel doesn't interview well. I can tell you how good of a coach he is, man. And like, again, like you said, Craig Council winning with less. Like that's what Vrabel does. And if you're trying to rebuild the narrative around your culture and your franchise and how people view you, like bringing Mike Vrabel in, I thought really would have been a great hire. So very surprising that Washington would go this route with Dan Quinn. To your point, though, like it really all does come down to the offensive coordinator. Because at the end of the day, like Dan Quinn has made the Super Bowl as a head coach. I mean, he got there with Atlanta, but his OC was Kyle Shanahan, right? So he's proven that he can win games, but like most coaches i mean he needs good coordinators around him and it just feels like this was such a missed opportunity for washington because you have the number two pick either caleb or drake may is going to fall right into your lap 
You had a chance. You got all this cap money. You got new ownership. Like, it just felt like all the signs were there. And with this head coaching cycle, Ryan, that was going on and all of these proven guys on the market, for Washington to really not get one of those guys just feels like a big swing and miss. So, to me, they were all in on Ben Johnson. They thought there was nothing that was telling them that he wasn't going to be their head coach. I think it really threw him off. Who knows how much of that game against San Francisco and how it played out ended up playing a part, right? Because it's one thing to get blown out. It's another to have a 17-point lead at halftime and lose that game and, you know, miss those fourth down chances and feel like as an offense, you kind of let your team down in that second half and not being able to score. Like, I really think that did play a part because he did say he wants to win a Super Bowl and bring a Super Bowl to Detroit. And I think losing and losing the way that they did, knowing all the talent that they're bringing back, knowing that they have a clear need on their team and that's to improve their pass defense. I think that's what played a part in all of this. So it sucks if you're a Commanders fan because they felt like Ben was their guy and it just, they had to pivot to Dan Quinn. And really quick on Ben Johnson, everybody crushed Dan Campbell last week, but Ben Johnson is the play caller, right? He was the one that called because like, With Dan, I mean, the Lions were who they were all season long. They're super aggressive, right? And that's what we love about Detroit. They're going to go for it on fourth down. They're not going to kick field goals. But Ben Johnson's the one that called the run play on third down that forced them to use the timeout. And that was the decision from from Dan Campbell that I thought was like the only one that, that was like literally the only thing he did that I crushed on social media. I was like, oh. But but it was Ben Johnson. They, They called that run play on third down knowing that they would have to use that timeout there in the fourth quarter. That, that would have been the first question I would have asked him, asked him if I was, um, you know, uh, the general manager of the Washington Commanders or any of these teams. So, yeah, I mean, also if you're Ben Johnson, you're probably looking at like, hey, man, if Philadelphia gets bounced in the wild card round again, I could go coach uh, Philly. If Dallas gets bounced in the divisional True. round again, I could go coach in Dallas because Sirianni could easily be out in Philly and Mike McCarthy would probably uh, be done in Dallas. And then you don't have to take over a full rebuild because that's still what Washington is going to be. Even if you get what you're going to Drake may Jaden Daniels, one of these top quarterbacks in the draft still, man, they're playing behind a bad offensive line and everybody's not CJ Stroud and you still have a really bad defense and you're still in the same division as the Dallas Cowboys, Philadelphia Eagles, and even the New York Giants who two years ago were a playoff team that won double digit games. So makes sense. Maybe that job's not as attractive as we all thought. The, the, the best hire, Mike McDonald, man. The youngest head coach now in the NFL. I agree. I mean, dude, I think that just, that's a knock it out of the park hire right there. I'm 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 excited to see what he could do. But that that was who I would want. I, I mean, obviously Ben Johnson was the number one name, but Mike McDonald, I thought that was the most underrated name because we were talking about Bobby Slowick. And because he's a defensive-minded head coach, nobody was talking about him. But look at what D'Amico Ryans did in Houston, man. That's a defensive-minded head coach. If you get the right OC to pair with Mike McDonald, he could turn that thing around right away. And uh, I think he's going to be a really good head coach. What are your thoughts? Obviously, you're closer to the situation being a Ravens fan. Oh, man. I I mean, Ryan, it was to the point I've talked about. I was on uh, the show yesterday with Nick and Ken, and I was talking about this with Ken earlier in the week on You Better You Bet Too. Like, there are 
tons of Ravens fans that wanted them to move on from Harbaugh and make Mike McDonald the head coach just because of how highly they think of him as a coach, as a defensive mind, with the way that the defense played. And getting him in that division, look at what he did against the Shanahan coaching tree. Like, the Dolphins struggled with Mike McDaniel. The Texans and Bobby Slowick didn't score an offensive touchdown in two games against them. When Kyle Shanahan played him, he forced him into five interceptions. Now, Sean McVay and the Rams were one of the few teams this year to have some some success against Baltimore's defense. But that's the thing. He's going to be going against Shanahan and McVay a total of four times a year. And, mm-hmm. man, Seattle's got some good young corners. They got Woolen and Witherspoon. Like, they're going to be good, man. And to get a guy that young at 36 years old, when Ian Rappaport was reporting that Seattle, it looked like was going to hire McDonald, there were people in that building that called him the defensive, like Sean McVay. I thought that was the perfect comp. That's exactly what he is. A young, brilliant, defensive genius on his side of the ball. And like you said, right, McVay, he just needed to hire a defensive coordinator to take care of that side of the ball, and that's when his teams are at his best, and that's all McDonald needs to do, to your point. Got to hire a great offensive coordinator. Gino, I think we both would agree, isn't the guy long-term. I thought what was really interesting is they were uh, there were some talks that they might be going after Ryan Grubb, who followed Kellen DeBoer from Washington to Bama, making him the OC, maybe bringing in Michael Penix, keeping him in the state of Washington. Like, that could be really fun if that ends up happening. But uh, I-, I agree with you. I thought the two home run hires were McDonald and Harbaugh. Harbaugh, for obvious reasons. Guy wins everywhere he goes. You mentioned that Chargers roster is ready to win now. Pairing him with Herbert is going to be awesome. And like that Chargers roster, Ryan, has been so good, man. But they've had Anthony Lynn and Brandon Staley as their coaches. Like they've just been stuck in neutral. They haven't had a guy that can take them to that next level. Now you finally have that guy in Harbaugh. So that's a win. And then I just think McDonald is such a win because the the upside is so high with him, man. I mean, to be as young as he is and to be so good as a defensive mind, I just think, man, they get the quarterback and they get the offensive coordinator, Seattle's going to be dangerous. They're, they're going to be dangerous. And all of a sudden, that NFC West division becomes, like, really fascinating with those teams. Well, especially because, like, San Francisco is probably going to lose some guys, man, like here in the next couple of years, right? That's probably coming to an end, at least with that yep. with that roster, with that core. And, um, you know, the Rams, really good the second half of the season offensively. Number two, only behind San Francisco. But... Is that sustainable next year? Is Matthew Stafford going to stay healthy another year? We'll wait and see behind that offensive line. Um, and with Seattle, I'm with you on Geno. I don't know if Geno's the guy, but I do like the weapons. Maybe they're just a quarterback away. And I love the pieces on the defensive side of the ball. You brought up Wolin, man, but I love Devin Witherspoon. Uh, I love that draft pick. And now we understand why they moved on from Pete Carroll and why they went young. And maybe McDonald's like a year too early, like we said with McVay, but I think he's going to get that thing turned around quickly. It wouldn't surprise me if they won the division next year. And then with Harbaugh, I mean, not the great hire, obviously. Um, hopefully the Chargers could stay healthy. Justin Herbert could stay healthy because like last year he was not healthy. Two years ago, he was not healthy. He got injured right away. Week two hurt his rib. Um, and I just, they got to get out. They got to figure out like they need, luckily for them, they have a top five pick and they could get one of these wide receivers. Maybe they get a Marvin Harrison because I just can't trust Mike Williams and Keenan Allen to stay healthy. And Keenan Allen probably has to take a pay cut 
Why would he? I mean, he stayed healthy the majority of last season. Mike Williams did not. Keenan Allen had a really good season statistically. So I don't know if he's going to want to take a pay cut. You're saying goodbye to Austin Eckler. Quentin Johnston looked like a complete bust out of TCU. And then defensively, they're getting a little bit older, and they got guys like Bosa who struggle to stay healthy. But I think Harbaugh is going to get that thing turned around. You know they're going to be better in the trenches. That's what he does everywhere he goes. No question. We'll talk some more about this. Want to pick your brain some more about the Chargers, about some of these other head coaching hirings here. You Better You Bet presented by BetMGM. We wrap up our number two next. P.J. Glasser, Ryan Horvath. Let's get back to You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. P.J. Glasser, Ryan Horvath, You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM, filling in for Nick and Ken with the day off. They'll be back Monday live from Mandalay Bay. Ryan and I will be there as well. Can't wait for Super Bowl week. We're going to talk about the big game a little bit at the top of the next hour. Uh, a reminder, you can watch us on Stadium, watchstadium.com. You can continue listening to us on Sirius Channel 160, Sirius XM 205, twitch.tv slash BetQL, and YouTube backslash Odyssey Sports. Ryan, we were talking about uh, the Mike McDonald move to Seattle, Jim Harbaugh to the Chargers. We both really liked those moves. What are you doing in that AFC West next year? Like, it feels like for the last two, three years, We've been talking about, is there a team that can dethrone the Chiefs? But I feel like next year, like there's actually maybe some legitimacy to it just because who knows what's going to happen with Kelsey, even though the defense is really good, the Chiefs, you know, haven't been really able to hit on skill position players for the most part in the last couple of years. Rasheed Rice looks like he's going to be pretty good, but obviously, you know, they've tried with Sammy Watkins and with Kadarius Tony and MVS, and it just hasn't worked out for him. Juju Smith Schuster. So, I, I mean, do you look at the Chargers as being that team? Do you think Denver, if Sean Payton's able to get his coach, do you like the Raiders maybe as a long shot with Antonio Pierce? Chiefs still the team to beat for you in the West, or are you looking at one of the other teams? Well, PJ, I'm always ahead of my time, right? And unfortunately, like the last two years, I've been on the Chargers just because we were getting three to one, you know, plus 350 prices on them to win the West. And they spend so much money on the defensive side of the ball. Like, so I bought in after the JC Jackson move. And JC Jackson was a complete bust. Now he's back in New England. I like the pairing of Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack. Problem is, um, you know, Khalil Mack is getting older. He was still all right last year, but Joey Bosa got hurt once again. Um, Brandon Staley was supposed to be this defensive-minded head coach that was going to fix the defense, yet the defense really regressed every year since they moved on from Anthony Lynn. But, I mean, like, they had all the talent. They spent a bunch of money. So now with Harbaugh, maybe it's time to buy in once again. But But I don't know, man. Like, they fixed up the offensive line, but – I got to wait and see what they do with the skill position players. Austin Eckler's most likely gone. You're not going to spend that kind of money on a running back, especially coming off the season that he had. I would be shocked if Mike Williams was back or if Keenan Allen was back. I don't know that Quentin Johnston is going to be able to make a year two leap. They could take one of these top receivers in the first round. They have a top five pick, which helps them out. But I don't know about the Chargers, man. I think in the next two to three years, Jim Harbaugh, will have them as a true contender. They probably win a Super Bowl because Harbaugh wins everywhere he goes, and I'm a believer in Justin Herbert. But it's hard to bet against the Chiefs. 
the last two years preseason in August, we've had people come on the show. You know, maybe this is the year you take a shot on Mahomes and the Chiefs to miss the playoffs, or you go under on the win total. I can't do that, man. I mean, Steve Spagnola, Spags is a defensive genius. That defense, this is the best defense that Mahomes has played with. I really like that secondary. I like the pass rush. And then when we get to the postseason, when we get to the playoffs, they're able to stop the run. Chris Jones becomes a different player in the postseason. And they're probably going to spend some money. I don't think Kelsey is going to retire. I know he he didn't have the year that he I mean, he didn't have a very good year, like according to his standards. But look what he did last week. He caught all 11 of his targets. He, he broke every Jerry Rice record. When we, he's just, the guy's ridiculous, man. And even if he does go, Rice probably only gets better a year or two, like you said. And maybe they go out and spend some money on one of these top wide receivers. It would be hilarious if they spent some money on T. Higgins because of the rivalry between Cincinnati and Kansas City. I don't think that happens. Yeah. But who knows? Maybe they go out and get like a Mike Evans for Patrick Mahomes. And then the Chiefs don't skip a beat. Broncos, interesting. But like who's going to be the starting quarterback? Raiders, absolutely not. I mean, look at the coaches in that division now, man. Andy Reid, Harbaugh and Sean Payton, and then a linebacker. What are your thoughts on the Kingsbury hire? I kind of like Kingsbury as an OC. I definitely do not like Cliff Kingsbury as a head coach. We saw how that ended in Arizona. But yep. I don't know. They could be relevant, maybe win like seven, eight games, or it could be a complete disaster. If I'm taking a shot with any team other than the Chiefs, it's the Chargers. But the smart play would probably just be Kansas City until Patrick Mahomes retires, man. You know what I mean? Like He is the greatest of all time, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I, I do like the Kingsbury hire for the Raiders, and it kind of makes me wonder, like, if they're really going to be aggressive in the draft this year, right? Like, it just yeah. feels like somebody is making a call to Washington, Chicago, New England. Somebody's going to give a King Ransom to trade up and get one of those quarterbacks. Maybe it's the Raiders. Denver's been rumored to be one of those teams. Maybe it'll be like, uh, I don't know, a Minnesota if they move on from Cousins. You know, who knows? One of these teams that need a quarterback. The Raiders are certainly one to watch. Obviously, Kingsbury is with USC this past season. He's familiar with Caleb Williams. So we'll see, but I'm with you. Kingsbury is one of those guys. Don't like him as a head coach. Certainly do like him as an offensive coordinator. And he's proven that his offenses can work in the NFL. Yeah, yeah. And on that really quick, man, like that's what would get me excited about the Raiders, right, is – I, I mean, we like the weapons. Devontae Adams is getting a little bit older, but he's still awesome. He's still a top 10 receiver in this league. The defense, they don't have the talent, but they bought into Antonio Pierce, and they played their best football when he took over as head coach. And they have Max Crosby, who's one of the mm -hmm. best pass rushers in the league. And the guy plays every single snap, not just like passing downs. The guy's out there every single snap, even when he's hurt, playing through injury. They're going to have to spend some money on that side of the ball. That's the other thing is the Raiders are probably going to be aggressive here the next couple of years, man, because they just moved into that stadium. They just moved the team, obviously, to Las Vegas. They're already always going to be an attraction. I think they're going to want to uh, get that playoff revenue. They're going to want to win games and get that thing turned around. And I think the way to do that, they got to be super aggressive. They have to get their quarterback. It's not Aiden O'Connell. It's definitely not Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't want to do the retread thing. I don't even want Justin Fields. I want to be super aggressive, and I want to move up. Now, they probably don't have a legitimate shot to move up to number one. I think Chicago would be crazy to move out of that number one overall pick, unless they really believe that Justin Fields is their guy, just because we already talked about this, man, a couple times. 
Ryan Poles didn't draft Justin Fields. Ryan Pace did. He's now out of a job. Ryan Pace also passed on Patrick Mahomes and passed on Deshaun Watson, which might have been the right decision off the field, for Mitchell Trubisky, who's now a backup in Pittsburgh. So I don't think you could make that same mistake. If Caleb Williams is being compared to Mahomes, I think you got to take Caleb Williams. But the Raiders can move up and they could get Jaden Daniels, who I think is going to be awesome. I really like Drake May. But I'm talking myself more into Jaden Daniels. Like, he's Lamar Jackson light. He's actually more accurate than Lamar. He could push the ball down the field. He's just not as big as Lamar. So I don't think his body's going to be able to take the punishment. And Lamar already struggles to stay healthy for an entire season. So Daniels will have to learn how to slide and get out of bounds. But he's electric with his legs, and he can make every single throw. And it's funny, because going into the year last year, they were saying that he would have to probably make the switch to wide receiver, which makes the Lamar comp even more uh you know it, it's it's even funnier because of that so i think that's how the raiders contend right away you move up you get Jaden daniels or you get uh drake may i'd probably stay away from bo Nix after his pro day the other day maybe michael Penix if you, if you're on a stand pat but i'd want one of those top guys i think that's how the raiders win and, and caleb makes the most sense because of what you said the relationship with cliff uh with cliff kingsbury yeah, no question. It's going to be interesting to see what those teams do. I agree with you about Jaden Daniels. Uh, he is the fastest quarterback I've seen since Lamar. His speed is insane. Running away from SEC defenders. If, if he's even, he's leaving. So, uh, yeah, he's going to be really yeah. good. Excited to watch him at the next level. What did you think about Atlanta's hire with uh, Raheem Morris? This was another team for me, like Washington, where it felt like they had options. Like, they had brought in Belichick for an interview. Harbaugh had come in for an interview a couple times. It looked like they were going after some established names. And then they go after a guy who's extremely respected. Mike Tomlin raves about Raheem Morris. A lot of coaches around the league do. do. But again, it's like Atlanta is a defensive guy. And I understand because things didn't work out with Arthur Smith. You wanted to go back to a defensive guy. You had some success with Dan Quinn as a defensive coach. But did you like the move for Atlanta going with the defensive guy and going with Raheem Morris? Yeah, it's funny because, like, Arthur Smith cost me so much money on my Atlanta futures and win totals that I'm so happy to see him go. Yet, I love that hire for Pittsburgh. I don't think he's a head coach, but I think he's a pretty good play caller. And I think um, that's what Mike Tomlin and that team need, as well as a quarterback, because Kenny Pickett, in my opinion, is just not that dude. But I love this hire for Atlanta, man. And I'm fine that they went with the defensive-minded head coach because they spent the fourth most money in free agency on the defensive side of the ball last year. And I know they have some aging guys, but um, I think that they could get that thing turned around if they get the defensive side of the ball figured out, get the right play caller, and find their quarterback. That's the thing for Atlanta, man. Is it Justin Fields with all that speed with Kyle Pitts and Drake London and Bijan and Tyler Algier? Or is it Jaden Daniels maybe that they end up with? Or Drake may. Maybe they have to move up and get their guy at the quarterback position. But I'm fine with them going defense. Right? Like, that's what the Texans did. Did did that affect their offense? No. C.J. Stroud's going to be rookie of the year. And was probably the best rookie quarterback we've seen in a long time. They went to the playoffs. So, I actually yeah. really like the fire. And, and like you said, if you're getting the respect from Mike Tomlin and all these other guys around the league... I think that that's the biggest endorsement, you know? So uh, I love this hire for Atlanta. I like this a lot more than the route that I thought that they were going to go, which was Bill Belichick. Right. 
seemed like yeah. that's the way they, yeah, they were going to go. Um, but again, like we've been talking about with some of these other defensive guys, it's going to be important for Morris to bring in an OC that uh, ends up having a lot of success. Then the other three hirings, Ryan, that we haven't discussed, Dave Canales to Carolina, Gerard Mayo to New England, and Brian Callahan to Tennessee. Of those three, which one to you was like the biggest head scratcher? Which one did you like the least? Ooh, probably Callahan, I would say. Would, would probably yeah, be the one be that I would go with. All three of them were kind of like, eh, for me. You know what I mean? Just because, like, I kind of had all my coaches that were open, like, attached to these teams, and things just didn't really work out. Like, when Mike Vrabel is still available, you know what I mean? Like, all three of those guys are unproven, and Mike Vrabel is out there. Unless there's something that we just don't know. Like Mike Vrabel mm -hmm. wants to take the year off. Maybe maybe he's waiting to see what Ryan Day does this year at Ohio State with all that talent. If they don't get the job done in the Big Ten, maybe he wants to go to Ohio State. The college game? I don't know, man. But that's that's why I didn't really understand any of those three. I would have rather had Mike Vrabel for sure. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. All right, we're talking about the big game next. Chiefs 49ers, you better you bet, presented by BetMGM. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.